This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction show to Foam's 2-1 to loss to Manchester United. Emilio, hmm. what's interesting here is that uh, you and I were talking off air, and we can look at this the way that we've looked at several of these matches, even the Chelsea match and some of these other matches where Fulham have battled hard against some of the top teams. You and I talked about it. That's not going to be this episode. So I'm going to go to you. I want to get your initial reaction. We're going to look at this match differently because we've done this over and over again. They they battled this, they battled that, and yes, they did all that. Emilio, we're going in a different direction. Give me your initial reaction. Yeah, absolutely. There's no point repeating the same adjectives, you know, that we keep fighting hard, courageous, etc. So at the end of the day, we've come away without a win, without them pointless. So let's, let, again, let, judge us. As I keep saying time and time again, the Brighton and West Brom games in coming up next week, they're the big games for me. And these performances against Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, give me hope, give me give me optimism in those games. There's a lot we've learned in those three games. Yep. You know, you know we've, we've taken the game at Tottenham away from home. We gave Man United a bit of a scare today. And Chelsea, we battled hard, you know, with 10 men for a good well, 60 plus minutes of the game. So 
there's plenty of positives for Scott Parker to think about and take forward into, that, into those, those six pointers against Brighton and West Brom. But overall, you know, it took a, a moment of brilliance from a world class player to, to to win the game. Let's be very, let's be honest. That's right. Great. You know, we did all the right things. We almost nicked an equaliser at the end. More luck that would have gone in the back of the net that deflection. But there's there's, there's great things to be look forward to. I'm I'm proud of the team again. I you am know, too. It was always you know if you begin the season you you predict the, the scores. Most people wouldn't have given us a hope to get anything out of the game state. In fact, we only lost by one one goal. Look at the predictions for this match before. You know, you know I you know I was on I was I, did, I was on the Man United podcast show last night, and you know I. Realistically, expected a loss, but I, fa- I fancied a draw. I fancied a one-all draw again. You know, and we, almost, we almost got that draw. I thought, almost. you know, but almost is not enough, really. I think this is the thing. I don't want to, to, to all of the listeners to keep thinking the same old, same old. We've, I'm not going to waste our time talking about that. I think I want to take individual performances, slightly different setup today. So I'm going to give Steve Reynolds a shout out now because he um, has been talking the last few weeks about maybe trying Lookman up front. Yes, he's been saying that to me as well. <laughs> and he did that. He did that. And look, he scored a, a quality goal. Great pass from Angisa. Look, there's again another option for um, for Scott Park. If he doesn't want to play Mitrovic, and there's clearly something not quite right in the dressing room there, then is is Lutman a better option than Cavalero? You know, so it's that's a positive to take from the game. So I think there's lots lots to think about. You know, we've, we defended well at times. I think we missed our two suspended players, and we'll talk about that in a moment. So I think... I think we did miss them in terms of their work rate and the offensive threat of Robinson. I thought Joe Bryan you know, was was quite disappointing tonight. Too, I'll be honest with you, but um, but overall, it's 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 no it's no points on the board. I know the, the table doesn't lie, but fans, you know, believe believe in this team. I think we've got enough there to get out of. Trouble. I think they should believe in this team. Like I said, we don't want to be broken records, Emilio. No, we're not but I think that, that they keep showing us. Yeah. that we should be believing in them because of the way that they're playing, the effort, and also how I think that there are things to take out of this that yeah. we can push forward and look forward to the upcoming matches. That's where I want to go next, my friend. The biggest mm. takeaway from the match, because, again, we're we're going to view this a little bit differently. We will break down the match, talk about the key moments, mm-hmm. like all those key situations. But before we do that, let's talk about the biggest takeaway from the match. You and I talked about this. So I want to get your thoughts on this, Emilio. As we look forward to matches that are vital for Fulham, Brighton, West Bromwich, Albion, these are massive matches. What can we take from this specific match and say, you know what, they can use this against these teams? Because that, to me, is a true takeaway. What can we take out of this to look forward? Yeah, and, you know, if I think, I think there will be several takeaways, if I'm allowed, if that's okay. Russ, Go I ahead. Think. Several takeaways. Changing for slight change in formation. I think putting, uh, as I mentioned before, Lookman up top. Yep, that was that was experimental and it worked. You know, he, you know, you got just within five minutes we took the lead. Even the movement of our, you know, first ten minutes, our movement was brilliant. We had good passing, quick, fast. Man, we caught Man United on the hop. And again, if we keep we start games like that regularly, whether we play Man United or West Brom, we're going to get you know our just rewards. So that's a positive for me. Um, I'm, I'm liking the look of Loftus Cheek in the last few games, last two or three games. He's looked good. Top, he had his best game in, in a Fulham shirt last Wednesday against Tottenham. Second half, he was outstanding tonight. So again, if he can replicate that 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 45 minutes against weaker opposition, again we've got lots to look forward to from Loftus Cheek. So a lot, a lot right. and, you know, I've been look, I've been critical of him at times. 
He's but coming on. It's he's been he's 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 looking stronger. He's looking fitter, and uh, you know and he deserved a goal tonight based on that second half performance. And I think most fans hopefully will uh, will agree with me there. Chris Davidson, thank you very much for agreeing there. I know he can't shoot. I agree, but his his strength, his passing, his vision, his movement was very that was very very good from the second half. Outstanding. You know, there's criticism about Ariola tonight. I'm, not, I'm we'll talk about that in a moment. But overall, for me, it's the change in formation. That's another option. Um, players coming back from injury or COVID, that's another that's another takeaway. Yep. They're coming back at the right time. I'd rather they've been out of out of contention for the likes of Tottenham, Chelsea, Man United rather than Brighton and West Brom. So that's a positive. And Loftus Cheek and his his quality, you know, and, and his running with the ball tonight. I thought I think they're three big takeaways for me. Put aside okay. the result, the same problems we keep talking about day in, day out, week in, week out. They're from three they're three things that we can look forward to when we play West Brom and Brighton in the next week. Okay, and I'm glad that you mentioned all of them. And that, that's a good way to look at this, Emilio, because, listen, for Fulham to play with the way that they did against Manchester United, that's great. But it's what you can take out of it. And you just uh, analyzed three things that we could take out of this to hmm. look forward to these upcoming matches. And, I, you know, again, I look at Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He's really coming on. And like you said, changing the formation, he even changed the formation at the very end when he brought on Mitro. So, again, these are things that we need to look hmm. at that Scott Parker is is looking for ways not just to just settle for what's going on. He's looking to change the game. Yes, it was desperate times, but he did do that, like you said, and he made a change here yeah. with Lookman, which I think was uh, a positive change. But, Emilio, let's start here because I asked you this early on. This is where I want to start when we talk about this match because I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself, Fulham missed two players. So I, I want to get your thoughts. How much did they miss them? Um, Robinson definitely. I thought Joe Bryan. Everyone's obviously saying Joe Bryan, great chance, you know, to be given a chance to, you know, cement his place. But obviously, I thought Joe Bryan had a quite a poor game. To be honest, his his corner, his crossing, not particularly good. Obviously, we always keep saying Joe Bryan's a better crosser of the ball than uh, than Robinson. I didn't see that today. Um, his throw-ins, he kept. He was wasteful with his throw-ins. And just generally, I just felt a little bit uncomfortable when when Man United were pressing us in defence and Joe yep. Bryan. I just felt very nervous. I like Joe Bryan as an individual, but I, I didn't feel comfortable. So I think we missed. I think Man United defensively aren't the, aren't the quickest as we know. No, they're not. And I think we missed the width and and totally agree. And his pace, and also Bobby Bobby Decker Reed. Again, I've been critical at times of him when he's maybe not. Not showing his uh, other than scoring a handful of those five six goals. Sometimes his you know his, his crossing his final ball isn't good enough. But his work rate was is 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 very good. And we missed that work rate that you know that running up and down the pitch, working hard for the team, you know trying something a little bit different. Cavalero, again, I, I, I'm 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 just getting frustrated. I think put we your did, hands up because yeah. I don't know what else know. we need to know. say about it. I don't know, but yes, we we missed Robinson. I you know I'd I'd have Robinson in a heartbeat if he wasn't suspended for three games. Yep. And Bobby Reed, I think, will we'll figure next week against Brighton and West Brom. I think Cavalero has been given a number of opportunities. Yes, he scored a couple of goals, one of which was a penalty. But his first touch tonight, you know, in the first half, you know, that dreadful first touch, that Horrific. would have been more promising. We could have maybe created an opening and scored a second goal. And in second half, it was three against three. Somehow the ball hit the, his hit his heel. <laughs> you can't even do that even in pre- in training. So how the hell? I don't know. It's um. The fact that he was still starting the second half was disappointing. And yep. I think I want to reflect on the fact that where was the substitutions at half time? We were getting Man United were in control now at the end of that first half. Yep. 
we needed to make a change at half time immediately. Put Mitrovic up there. The wind was playing havoc. Yep. It was driving rain. Perfect conditions just to change it and muck it, you know, change it, you know, stop the formation a little bit. But Scott Park, I thought, took a, maybe again critical in the other day, taking a little bit too long to make the substitutions. Similarly today, I, I think I think we could have been a little bit more braver in making some of those tactical substitutions at half time. Okay, great. And we're going to talk about that. And we'll, we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, coming up next, Mill and I are going to talk about the first and second half with his analysis. And we'll end with Man of the Match. And we also will talk about some mm-hmm. key moments as well. Okay, Amelia, we've already been just talking mm-hmm. briefly about the match because we're focusing on things that we're taking out of it. Now we're going to focus more on what happened. So let's talk about the first half, and we, we have to start right here. We have to talk about the goal for Lookman. Mm-hmm. And Fulham started right, and like you said, this goes to what you've been talking about with Adam Ola Lookman. I thought every time the ball was mm-hmm. at his feet, he was dangerous. And uh, your thoughts on the goal? This is a great goal. I, at first glance, thought it might be offside, but it wasn't. No, exactly. And I think it's it's good movement there. I think Maguire, I think – was was forced. I think when I saw the replays on the TV, I think Maguire maybe created that bit of space for Fulham to exploit. And I think you know Angisa, a beautiful through ball for for Lookman and a great run for Lookman. Lookman, you know, found a bit of space and he took his goal, you know, very very well. It was a beautiful finish. You know, we, he was probably looking this, to the linesman. Am I offside? He had so much time to even look up to the linesman and say, "Am I offside or not?" In the absence of a flag, he, he did what he had to do and buried it in the back of the net. It was a class finish. He's looking stronger and stronger every game. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of he's, him and Angisa have been our two bright sparks. You know, so, pretty much week in, week out, very, very, our best players by far. But a great goal. That will give him confidence. Um, and, you know, overall, that first 10 minutes or so, we looked quick. We did. On the back foot. Didn't, didn't, know what, didn't know what was coming at them. But, you know, and, and that time, even that Cavalera, that moment I just mentioned a few moments ago, Cavalera should have done better in that other, you know, in what was it, about 15, 20 minutes into the game. That's Again, right. It was all Fulham, but then slowly Man United started growing into the game. You know, Fernandez started to take a bit of control, long-range shots, one hit the hit the post. The goal was coming. Yeah, it was coming. There's no question yeah. about the goal was coming. We looked good. The thing that was disappointed me, I think, I think impacted the game is is um, Anguisa's yellow card early on in that half. I thought, yep. obviously, you don't want a second yellow card. Anguisa probably didn't have his best game today and had to withdraw from a lot of challenges today fearing getting a second yellow card. I think that was an impact in my opinion. I thought it's very interesting. 80 minutes of the game, he was on a yellow card until yep. he got substituted later on. So I thought that was critical. I thought, I'm not okay. sure actually why he got yellow carded for, to be totally honest. I don't know if it was off the ball incident. It or had whether. something to do with Pogba, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. Him and him, um, the two of them were going at it a little bit. And I think, um, I thought that, that impacted us. I thought, you know, that, you know, obviously you're yep. not the same play when you have to make sure you sort of withdraw from certain types of challenges. And, we lacked a bit of bite in that midfield, didn't we? Him on a yellow card. Reed, Reed does what he does best. He runs like uh, up and down. Like and this is why I wanted Lamina in the match. And I said that to you at halftime. Yeah, I think Reed should have come off a lot earlier, but I understand why he took Anguissa off because Anguissa was looking tired, yep. neggy, and probably, could, like I said, he, he was on a yellow card. You know, that's a key thing. We can't afford him being sent off. So um, overall, I think that, that influenced the lack of bite and, and, and fight in that middle of the park. Man, you know, I had it a little bit too easy in that, se- in that second half of that first half. Okay. And now let's talk about the goal. And again, mm-hmm. everyone's going to point to the issue with Areola. And uh, so we might also talk about this, but again, this is what Cavani does, Emilio. 
he gets himself in, in these situations and just takes care of business. But obviously, we have to focus on Alphonse Areola. Yeah, it's that goal was coming. You know, the, Fernandez had a beautiful shot that hit the post. You know, and we managed to clear our lines a few minutes later. We didn't clear our lines particularly well, did we? I think that led to a. It just, I think we sometimes we we you know I think we we could have defended that 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 loose ball a lot better in the lead up to that to that goal. And Areola, yes, he did make a mistake. Whether he was wrong footed, whether the wind had a, an influence in the ball, because I thought he. I couldn't see. If you look at the replay, slightly wrong-footed, and that might be because maybe the wind dragged the ball away from him, and therefore he didn't, he couldn't parry the ball as as well as and as far as he would have liked. And obviously, Cavani's a world-class player. We know what he can do, and uh, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna single him out. He should have done better. He'll put his hand up, but how many, how many points has he saved us this season? He's he's a top goalkeeper, so yep. many fans are, are are slagging him off. And blaming him for this defeat, need to to take a look at themselves in the mirror. And I totally disagree. It didn't help. Obviously, it gave right. them the, the the momentum they needed to get back into the game. And but you know, Harry Ola then saved us in the second half as well with a world class save from um, from Cavani header. He had Absolutely. no right. To save that. He had no right to save that. So it's it's one of those things. Yes, we could have done better, but you know, it's I'm not going to be critical of him. He might he could have done better against Chelsea. Could have done better today, but. He's he's been man of the match how many times this season for us? So it's um, so I'm, not, I'm not even going to go down there to be honest. Like I mentioned, I thought the wind had a bit of an impact to the ball. Maybe he maybe he got wrong footed because he actually committed. The ball went slightly away from him, couldn't parry it far enough, and then you've got a world class striker who buries it. So it's a it's a catalogue of issues, natural weather conditions as well as maybe Carriola could have done a slightly better. So I'm not going to I'm not going to dwell on that to be honest. Okay. Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, let's now talk about the second half. And, uh, you know, it's funny. At halftime, I was messaging you, and uh, I was really concerned about the second half because Mm -hmm. if it was going to continue the way it was looking like at the end of the first half, I did not like Fulham's chances, I'm going to be honest, at halftime. So Mm -hmm. before we talk about what happened in the second half, you and I, we've talked about this off air. I think – Substitution should have been made at halftime, my friend. So let's talk yeah. about before we analyze the great goal and what happened, because again, we have to give Pogba credit. But before we do that, let's talk about our thoughts at halftime as we go into the second half. Because you told me off air you wanted them to bring on Mitro at that point. Mm-hmm. And hindsight, if you're looking at it now, I think you're 100% right. But I see your point then. I wanted them to bring on Lamina. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Harrison Reed played great. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if you can take off Harrison Reed at that point, but I wanted them to bring on Lamina. I I really did. So, what are your thoughts of, that was going through your mind at halftime, Emilio? Yeah, I think you, you mentioned that. So, for me, I was, I was mentioning yourself and a few others. It's it, the weather conditions, and to actually start to basically get a bit more parity. Man United control boss. That's that's the last twenty minutes of that first half. Let's let's be very clear. Dominated possession, had a lot of chances. They look dangerous. Um, so, and they and they kept pressing us. So we just couldn't get the ball. You know, so, you know, we, you know, it was all Man United. So, pretty yep. man, Mitrovic tried. I know a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, he's not the he's not the ideal striker. You know, he's got issues, etc." But change it a bit. The weather conditions I thought were favourable to put him on. Yep. Let Harry Maguire work hard for his for his bucks. He's on what? He's on two hundred, two hundred plus thousand pounds a week. Let him earn his money. You know, I think if you put Mitrovic on for forty five minutes and Maguire would have had a would have had a few problems in that second half, in my opinion. I Whether think we saw that in a very short yeah, period did. of time. We, did. we saw it. 
you know, change it. Play, you know, it's just generally the mo- few moments he held the ball up well. I just thought Parker should have been a little bit more brave. Take off Cavalero, who offered zero value in that first half. Made a few errors. His, his control was abysmal. But he kept persevering with him for another 20, 25 minutes. I, don't, I just don't get that. I don't, I don't know what Scott... Obviously, Scott Parker doesn't want us to play Mitrovic, so... Let's not let's not talk about the same themes week in week out. But for me, I would I would have I would have put him on straight away at halftime. Be brave, courageous. But in his defence, I thought, you know, we we looked we looked good in the second half without Mitrovic. But then right. it, we looked better when he came on. So I think it certainly did. And a it lot certainly of it did, did Emilio. And I think if Loftus Cheek, with all those good runs he made, that you know, powering through the the midfield, if Mitrovic was there, the, there was one there was one cross from Loftus Cheek straight down the six yard box. Who was there to? To bury that in the back of the net, nobody. Maybe Mitrovic would have been there. I'm just thinking a natural striker would have maybe anticipated those yep. balls better. So in my in my view, I thought a he should have come on at half time, and b I think Park was a bit slow making his, his um, substitutions again tonight. He he should have changed it a lot earlier. Yeah, it's interesting with him because it's a balance because he talks about mm. his players, you know, being brave, right? And mm-hmm. here's the situation. And at times I, I feel that Scott Parker is mm-hmm. reactive. He does make a lot of good changes. Mm-hmm. But I think they're more reactive than proactive. I thought yeah. maybe this was a chance, Emilio, to be proactive. Yeah. But this is who Scott Parker is. He goes by what he believes in. And uh, like you said, for the most part, if you take out the incredible goal that we're going to talk about now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for Pogba, maybe we get a point out of this. Because, again, yeah. it took something really special for Manchester United to win. Now, we can both say that Manchester United were the better side, but it yeah. still took this great goal from Pogba, and, and I hate to put it mm-hmm. that way, but it really was. It was. So let's let's just talk about that briefly, because when you're looking at it and you're, look, you're just watching him, and the announcers were saying maybe the phone players could have done a little bit better, Emilio, and maybe that's true, mm-hmm. but I think that you also have to say, at some point you just got to – Give yeah. it to the you know the, the great player who made something happen. He made this happen. That was just a great goal. And admittedly, it's, uh, I was on this Man United podcast last night, and you know I applauded Paul. I said on that show last night I applauded Paul Bogba when he played at Craven College two years ago in that three 0 defeat. He yep. was outstanding that day. He scored an excellent goal, and, and he was very good again today. And to, I'll be honest with you, as soon as he had that ball, it was clear what he was going to do. Oh, he was going for it. He's only had one thing on his mind. I think Joe Bryan could have closed him down a lot better. I think, you know, but at the end of the day, he only had one thing on his mind. It was quite from a, from a spectator's point of view, it was clear what he was going to do. And to be honest, it's it's a world class finish. He had a very good game tonight, Paul Bogba. Reluctantly, I applauded that goal because not <laughs> it's just you have to applaud any team scoring a world class goal like that, and no keeper would have saved that. If that's what beats you, that's what beats yeah, you. That's what, that's what it took one bit of inspiration from a world. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's all, you know, what, if it wasn't for the likes of Paul Pogba and Cavani, then we would have got something out of that game tonight, you know. And That's right. You know, that's the key thing. And, you know, but overall, great finish, but it was, maybe we could have closed him down. I think Joe Bryan, I think it was Joe Bryan, we should have got a little bit tighter to him. Yes. But overall, it was, it was, he only had one thing on his mind. As soon as he got the ball, he looked up briefly and that was it, bang. Yeah, if you see the replay, it was, yeah, it was, it was he had to, premeditated, he, had he knew exactly what he was doing. He had time to, he had time to, to look up yep. and place that ball. And that was just maybe just defensively we were disappointed. We, sh- we shouldn't have given him so much space on the ball. We know what, what he can do. He did it at Craven College two years ago, and he's done it again tonight. Okay, very good, Emilio. And when we really look at the second half, and 
I want to now go back and talk about this because they score the goal, and you've already said at halftime you would have made a change. And Scott makes changes. And I said to you off air, I was, again, I think I understand now why he made the decision to bring on Kamara and take off Cavalera. I, I, I understand it. Mm. But I would have, again, this goes back to being more proactive. Mm. Why not bring on Mitrovic? Why not bring on Molina at that point? But he he went like for like, and he brought on Kamara. And I think part of it, Emilio, is that he likes the shape of the team. And I think he decided at the very end of the match, then he was going to change the shape, which he did, mm-hmm. and brings on Mitro. He, and, you know, he went to a flat back four mm-hmm. and then went for it. But here's my thing. Why, you know, and again, is it, I think it's fair to criticize waiting so long to make mm-hmm. that change. Yeah. And again, as Steve Turner, I know you've asked me, I think it was against Chelsea, the question about if, if Mitrovic and, and, Kamara not up for it to this level or not future to our, you know, to our plans. And who do we bring in? Good question. <laughs> I think that's Scott Parker's probably asking the same question, Steve. You know, he's, he's Tony, we have to trust Tony Khan. He's doing a lot of work behind the scenes to find the strikers that we need. But you know, at the end of the day, we've got Mitrovic. Let's use him. And he divides opinion at the moment, but you've got a, a player who's proven at this level. He has scored a goal at this level and let's use him. Use it for goodness sake. You know, bringing on Kamara, I thought, okay, Kamara within a few minutes coming on, a beautiful pass to Loftus-Cheek. But, you know, other than that, Kamara offered very little, to be honest. You know, I like AK, but the yep. reality is he's not really, he's not worthy of, you know, play, playing in the Premier League, to be honest. Yep. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's generally quite very average, to say the least. And But I like him as an individual. He's recovered from that incident two years ago. But, you know, we can't rely on him to score goals to keep us up at this level. And that's what, was disappointing. You've got a, a better quality striker. That's right. Got, you know, one is scoring for his national team, you know, each each and every game. Use use him. You've got him on the bench. I don't know what what you've got against him. So, we, like I say, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There might be more right. to them than we know, but we have to trust Steve Turner that Tony Khan is trying to find the right striker. If we knew, if you knew the Aunt Dembele, for example, I understand that we went for an audacious big to bring Dembele back. He chose not to come to Fulham. He chose to go to Atletico Madrid. Again, the reasons for that, obviously the player has a decision to make whether he wants to come to Fulham or, or for a top three Spanish <laughs> team. But, you know, I, I believe in that speculation. I think right. I believe that Fulham did make an audacious bid to bring him, bring him back to the club. Um, that, that would have been something. Yeah, that would have been something. And these are, that's the sort of player that we need. You know, someone with pace, good quality, could hold the ball up well, and actually it's got a good scoring record as well. That's but, right. Where are these players? So, Steve Turner, if I knew the answer, you know, you know, I'd go out there and pay for myself. Unfortunately, it's, we have to trust the owners to come up with the right players. And the challenge is you've got the likes of Brighton, Burnley, West Brom, all on the hunt for the same type of player. And that's the problem we've got. You know, we've got to make sure. Yep. So it's, I don't know the answer, I'm afraid, but we, need, we do need more goals. You know, it's, again, another game where we've not scored more than a goal in the game. So it's, it goes without saying we need, we need more oh, I- than a quality striker. Fully agree, Emilio. All right, let's end here. Man of the match. This is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. Who's who's your man of the match? And again, I've seen people mention a bunch of different players, which is always encouraging when you see a bunch of different names. You've mentioned to me Harrison Reed. Yeah, for me, I think Harrison Reed. You know, it's works hard. His his work rate's he runs up and down like a yo-yo. Does some good defensive covers. You know, he's not going to do the spectacular. He'll just do. He'll just be dogged throughout the game. I thought Lookman was excellent first half. 
very very quiet second half, except for that moment in 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 added time when you know they, I think it was um, when their defender you know, blocked the ball. But actually, I'm going to give it to um, probably to uh, to Loftus Cheek. To be honest, I actually thought he was okay. a terrible defender in that second half. I think between he, I look, agree, good goal, good first twenty minutes, and then was fairly quiet. But we know he can do the spectacular very well. Um, some of the defenders, you know, Kenny Tett had a reasonable game, but for me, I, I'm going to give it to Loftus Cheek because he actually looked a beast in that second half, and that gives me hope when we started playing Brighton and West Point. He's got to play like that in those two games, and, and but you know, and then we will we will get points and wins on the board playing like that. But I think there's a lot to look forward to. I, I, I still have confidence we can get at least a victory from those two games. Okay, excellent. And it's funny because I've been sharing while you've been talking, Emilio. Mm. The fans are uh, giving their man of the match, and it's all over the place. Like you said, Tete, yeah. Lookman, Reed, Anderson, Lookman again, not- Reed again, Anderson, and Tete. I mean, this is encouraging stuff, yeah. and that's why you and I wanted to focus more yeah. on what we take out of it rather than talk about wow, they yeah. Yeah. they gave a great effort. I'm like enough with a great effort. Yeah. Like you mentioned, they they got no points. And that's the bottom line. They lost, and we have to just deal with the fact yeah, that they lost. But what can you take out of it? Yeah, exactly. And Anderson, I thought Anderson struggled in that first half. I thought Martial got the better of him on, on two or three occasions. So I remember you mentioned that to me. Anderson was better second half, but first half I thought he struggled at times. Tete was better second half again, but first half I thought Luke Shaw got too much space in the first half. He was he had the freedom. He had so much freedom yep. and time on the left there. That was that again. We just gave him a bit too much space, but. Man United, this is the thing I said to you as well. When we were in control in that first 10, 15 minutes, Man United gave us the freedom of the pitch. As soon as we got the goal, they backed that up. That all changed. And they pressed us. And that's when we started to struggle. We, kept, we, we were making mistakes. We were booting the ball away out of touch. Again, rather than passing away out of trouble, we were, we were clearing ourselves out of trouble. And, that, and that's a difference because Man United were pressing us, pressing us and forcing us into mistakes. But overall... There's a, there's a lot to look forward to against those games of Brighton and West Brom, and, and hopefully we can get a bit of a bit of a cup run as well. I know Premier League survival is the most important thing. Yep. Let's beat Burnley at home on Sunday. Let's get Why not? Some going into that Brighton game rather than another home de- another home defeat against Burnley. So for me, it's that Burnley game is very 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 important. And uh, Chris, I'm just looking at Chris's comment. You scored too early. Yeah, it's yeah. I agree with you. There. I actually thought about that. Yeah, that's I, a good point. It is. That is a great point by my, my friend Chris here. Is that sometimes when you mm-hmm. score early like that, yeah. it causes some issues. You know, again, it forces mm-hmm. the other team to react. In this case, it's Manchester United. And I was thinking at the time, I was like, "Wow, it's great that they score, but there's a lot of time left. There's obviously a lot of time left." Well, I'm going to yeah. ask people on the you know before I've seen them. I want people to just comment on their half. Are your glasses half full or half empty? So please, I just I just want to see what confidence levels do our fans have who are listening. You know, are you all confident going into Brighton and West Brom, or you or downbeat? I'd like to just 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 type your comments in the in the chat. Yeah, yeah I'll share. I'll, I'll I'll share that we've we've done that recently. So glass yeah. half. Four half empty. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Stefan McClare bottom. We need one or two. I don't disagree. I think we all agree with that. But you know, in the absence of those strikers, surely we've got enough quality there to go to Brighton and West Brom and get something from those games. You know, half full, half full. Yeah, that's, that's good. Let's, yeah. See. Let's see. I'll 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 start sharing them. Let's see what we got here. Oh, I see my friend Mr. Gold. 
Half empty. <laughs> why are you half empty, Goldie Gold 55? Why? Why, why, why? We've got lots to look forward to. And what's interesting, we've got a ton of these, man. We've got a ton of comments. Yeah, look, look, at, look at all the comments. They're half full and Jeff Wozni full. I'll, I'll take that, but mine's definitely not that. Even I'm not like that, Emilio. Let's look, see. Um, we've let's see. And, and I respect this guy. You and I both respect him. Yeah. When Chris says this, I'm on board. Chris is half full, very yeah, confident. Yeah, absolutely. And look, and we've got Tom Kearney still to come back, Chris, when that's he's right. recovered. So that's <laughs> you had you to know, throw that in there. Yeah, you throw it in there. But again, it's he's still he's still he's another key player that we haven't got on the bench. But yep. uh, there's look, a lot of these our listeners are thinking are fairly confident going into those games coming up. And that's it. That's important. That's why I don't want to reflect on the negativity of the defeat. Yep. There's a lot of takeaways from these three. Games against top six teams, arguably. We scored two, conceded four against those top three teams. That's not a bad statistic. Two yep. seasons ago, we would have lost those games. We lost to Man United 3-0, and it could have been 6-0, if I remember. Yeah. So I'm just going to share this because we are talking about glass half full and glass half empty, and our friend Mr. Gold, this is where it's coming from. And I understand where this is coming mm-hmm. from, Emilio, because we're talking about it. Key issues need addressing. He's right. So as a glass half full supporter, he's concerned mm. that those key issues are not going to be addressed. Mm. Me as a glass half full person, think yeah. they're going to be addressed. Exactly. I, you know, and again, listen, the history is the history. It's going to happen late. We all know it's going to happen late. It's going to drive us all crazy. Mm. But for all the Nordvites that we've had, we've also had Mitrovic and Target. Yeah. So if they give us a Mitrovic, again, I'm talking about like that level of a player in the Premier League mm-hmm. that can score goals, Fulham can be on their way. They mm-hmm. need that kind of impact that Mitro yeah. had when he came to us. Yeah. That's the type yeah. of player they need. And they'll, they'll play against Burnley, but, but you know, it's a, it's a perfect game for him to start. Burnley, a strong, physical... Really, I'll have to share this one because you, you've been banging this drum. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's one of the two players that we need. He's, a, he's an upgrade to what we've got, Troy Deeney. He's an upgrade yep. to what we've got. He's not the only player that we need. He's an upgrade. Yep. But, you know, all these other, you know, Leonardo from Italy, I'll come and visit you when I'm next in Florence. And, uh, <laughs> you know, again, half glass, half full. It's, it, look, the fans are positive here. I think we've got to look forward. Let's, let's put Mitrovic against Burnley. Let's beat them at home. Let's get confidence. Emilio, up. there's no reason why they can't go to yeah. Burnley and win this match, and I'll hear about our terrible record yeah. at Burnley. And my my answer to that is records are meant to be broken, my yeah. friend. Yeah. And this goes so far back, I don't give a rat's ass about their old record at Burnley. <laughs> yeah. They can go there and win. Enough with that crap. I'm sick of that crap. Yeah. That crap is crap. Exactly. End of story yeah, exactly. on these stupid records. Yeah. Again, I dealt with that with the New England Patriots. They couldn't beat the Miami Dolphins, yes. And eventually they beat the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots couldn't <laughs> win here, yes. Fulham can win at Turf Moor. Why not? Yeah, Enough exactly. of that. Enough of that. We've got Burnley at home, haven't we? We've got Burnley at home in the Cup on Sunday. So it's yes. uh, an opportunity to you know give a couple other players a starting starting position. Mitrovic will start on Sunday. I think that goes without saying. And, yep. you know, and someone asked if, if he scores against Burnley. Yes, I, I would start him against Brighton. Okay. You know, put put Mitrovic against Lewis Stunk. That would be an interesting battle next week. 
Okay, very good stuff. And thank you, everyone, for all of your co- – we had a ton of comments here, Emilio. This is actually very good with all the comments. I'm glad I could – I tried to share as many as I could, but we've had so many of them. So thank you, everyone, for sharing your thoughts. But we do need to wrap this up because this is a full-time show. For Emilio Danella, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.